Oh, greetings there, travelers. Welcome back to the end of the seven dice. Oh, it is another relaxing day. I finally got the patio furniture set outside, and it's just like a cool autumn breeze coming in. You know, we've had to rebuild this in two or three times, so I never get to use the patio furniture, and it's just, it is nice sitting outside for a bit. Why don't you go ahead and go on inside and talk to Wingover. I'm sure he's real excited. Oh, greetings there, travelers. Welcome back. It's me, Wingover, famous name Bad, and welcome to the Inn of the Seven Dice. Did Michael say that part? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Oh, it's, it's a nice day outside. The frost is starting to come in. I told Michael, why are you putting the furniture out if the frost is coming in? And Michael said, I never get to use this damn stuff. And then just stormed out with the furniture. I don't know, whatever. It's, it's up to Michael, really. Oh, but travelers, today is a today is a good day. I'm feeling rested. I'm feeling relaxed. I'm excited. And of course, the group Death Shift is getting back together again. No more splitting the party, please. <laughs> oh, I really hope the party doesn't get split again. Oh, jeez. Oh, travelers, we have a nice, lovely piece of fan mail. One second here. So this one says, Deep. Riveting and thoughtful. Five stars. The tale these players weave pulled me in straight away. The characters are all well designed and wonderfully portrayed, and the cutscenes do a great job filling out the story. With amazing voices, sound and music, and the deservingly famous name Bard, Wing of a Gimbal keeps this story flowing from one episode to the next and provides a local flavor. You are seriously missing out if you aren't listening to this podcast. And that is from Heron Vane via Apple iTunes. That's from the United States of America. Thank you so much, Terran Vader. I'm glad you, you're really enjoying this tale. We absolutely love seeing messages like this. Really pumps us up, gets us inspired. And Oh, and just wait. The, the story's going to get weirder and weirder. I hope you're all ready, travelers. Oh, looks like we have a person here from Battlebards. Smells quite sweet. Who could it be? Oh, you're completely composed of candy corn. Well, that's interesting. Oh, who are you? Oh, hey, yeah. I'm Diana, I'm the candy girl. I live in the area. I don't really hang around with a lot of people. I have to avoid the rain and snow and anything wet, really, but... Yeah, no, I'm just, uh, just a candy girl. But I'm here from BattleBards.com. If you want great sound effects for your Halloween games and maybe some spooky songs or... Or some monster sound effects and head on over to battlebards.com and, and get yourself something good. Um, I, I'm a little too close to this fire. I'm starting to melt. I'm gonna move away. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Do what you gotta do. Oh, travelers. That was, that was fun. That was nice. We got a candy golem in time for, like, the, the spooky season. That's that's nice. And remember, Halloween is not a single day. It is, it is maybe one to three months. It's a, it's a nice time. All right, travelers, I'm sure you're all eager to get into this episode. So, let us jump in. The party is getting back together. Kelsar and Draxia and Borodon just dealt with Yegditha. 
MZ has been making deals with the Hive, and God knows what's gonna happen with Ronnie. All right, let us jump in. I present to you, all hail Prince MZ, part three. Hey, I'm Bright, and I'm playing Kalsar, the Tiefling Paladin, and Chosen of Yetifa. Hi, uh, I'm Humberto, and I'm playing Bordon, Dwarven Cleric and Chosen of Time. I'm Evan, and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos. Hey, I'm Robert, and I'm playing MZ, the Gith Yankee Ranger and Chosen Blood. Hey, I'm Jason, and I'll be playing Drax here. The Dragonborn Artificer and Chosen of Machines. Previously on Battle of the Seven Dice. Our heroes were split into three different groups. Ronnie had went off to go rebuild Geldspar for themselves and just have a good time. Meanwhile, MZ was taken back home and had to deal with their mother and was dealing with a, an infiltration from the hive into the Githyanki people. And Draxia Borodon and Kalsar had gone back to Kalsar's home, an ancient forgotten village of Nephilim. And there, they had to fight against Yagditha. And he managed to get Yagditha out of his head. You all are sailing back through this hallway of space, Bordon and Draxir's unconscious bodies floating beside you, Kelsar. You stare off as a million colors are passing and swirling around you. You see distant planets and stars as you jut through this very tightening passageway when suddenly you feel something. Your heart starts to hurt considerably. First it's a slight burn and it keeps getting worse. You see yourself in the reflection of this tube you see your eyes are lit up, one completely white, one completely black, and you see the flames and lights are growing larger and larger. <laughs> the price for removing a god from you was a very costly one. And as you realize, your body isn't used to not having Yagditha inside it anymore. You feel everything inside you exploding in pain. Energy is bursting out of your eyes, your mouth, your ears, your nose, your hands. You feel your whole body ripping apart as you turn into this glowing being. Suddenly, this white light overtakes everything, and then you're sitting in darkness. Truth is standing there in what appears to be the village that you were just in. Although there's no one else here, it looks empty. There's a gray haze over the surrounding area. Truth is standing 
near the well that you were by that Bordon caused to flood up to put out the fire, and then suddenly they're right in front of you. Kelsar, you have passed. You realize what happened, right? Yes. The price of removing the god? Yes. It's a small price to pay if it means we can win this war. Do you think it was the right choice? It doesn't matter at this point. What matters is... We have to win. No matter what. Yes. If you're to lose, then everyone loses. Exactly. With the removal of Yagditha, the chains around your being are gone. You will take on the form that you were meant to have. If others find out who you are, they may come for you. Let them come. I fear nothing now. Very well. You feel the whole area swirling around as you feel this symbol. At first it was on your hand, it crawled up to your shoulder, and now you feel it crawling over your chest, over your other arm, down your legs, all the way up your neck, up to your jawline. And you feel it there, almost wanting to pulsate just a bit further, claiming the last shred of your soul that you have left, but it's held at bay. You look in a reflection of this dirty window. You see your horns have grown slightly, not much larger than they originally were, but just a little bit more. But they've turned into a blackened color with red glowing veins piercing through them. But there's gold, a bright gold and a bright silver that ring around your horns as they go up. You see that your tail, it's a little bit thicker. It has a little bit darker of a color to it, and it ends in its normal arrow shape, but it seems to be out of your armor. It's no longer contained, and it's flicking back and forth. You look and see that there are symbols glowing on your skin. You have some that look to be angelic runes and others to be demonic, as they just seem to intertwine, sometimes mixing into one. As this place begins to fade, you feel that feeling once more of going through a portal. You feel your stomach dropping as if you're in an elevator that was going fast. And suddenly you stumble and roll out of this portal. Bordon and Draxir just like body roll out of it. Ronnie, you are standing there. You just got off another boat and you watch as these three individuals just come barreling through a portal outside this giant tower on this little island. And Bordon and Draxir, you gain consciousness as you look up to see Kelsar in his awakened form. It's too late to get back on the boat and just go back. (laughs) Yeah. It's there. You took it yourself. It's like you wrote it. (laughs) You all see Ronnie just standing there looking a little freaked out. I'm just going to look around aimlessly and uh, be really distraught. The idea of having to go back to this. <laughs> oh, Kelsar, how, how are you feeling? You're so different now. I feel much more powerful. Is, is that a good thing? It's definitely not a good thing to our enemies. Okay. Can, can you hold Yigdita's power at bay? Can your body... 
um, sustain that amount of power. After we killed Yagditha, I mean, it feels like you absorbed all its, all of its power. Mm. It's a small price to pay. I mean, you you had like a, a a ticking bomb inside your head, so I guess. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, the power that you are emanating, it is very strong. It'll take some time to get used to. That's for sure. We should meet up with Ronnie. He's uh, about five feet away from you. Howdy. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's, o- he's over there. Hey, Ronnie. <laughs> How you been? I'm going to look over and be like, Ronnie, what the hell happened here? Uh, I just got off a boat. Uh, so this definitely wasn't me. I thought you guys did it. Why don't I believe you? I mean, that's a fair assumption. <laughs> no, we, we, we didn't do this either. We tried to get away from him. Um, okay, well, I have a boat. Uh, you guys want to leave? I don't know why we're here. I think we could use some rest. We're here because we're supposed to help Emzy. Oh, okay, yeah. That's where we were heading to. We were heading to, to uh, give Emzy a, to find Emzy, but then that that explosion of light happened and we just tried we were desperate and we just tried to get away from it we came to this island to charge like the bracelet right yeah 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 well you came to talk to the purple mage about uh like dangers of the portal that you ended up going through um like and like if you could charge the bracelet through it you do see the bracelet is on kelsar's arm and the three red gems on it are glowing it is definitely charged I don't want to be that guy, but you were saying bracer in the past, right? Oh, sorry, bracer. Okay, yeah. The so the bracer. bracer on Kelser's arm is uh, glowing, and the three the three gems are lit up. Yeah, it's it's definitely charged. The question now is: Is Kelser strong enough just to charge like the bracer himself? Maybe you could try it. I mean, the bracer is already charged. Yeah, if you try yeah. to like overcharge it, you yeah. might blow it up. And then I'll have to roll a lot yeah. of damage. And his arm along with it. But I mean, you could if you want. No, no, I, I, I'd like to keep my hand. Like, I, I've lost my arm <laughs> once. I wouldn't recommend that. Draxir, Bordon, and Ronnie, you do see that Kelsar's symbol is all the way up his neck now. You do see that it's just stopped at his jawline, which means that during that time while you were unconscious, it seems that Kelsar lost another one of his lives. Oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> What Wait. happened to you? <laughs> so he's on his final life. He's got a new trident <laughs> there, too. When did this happen? It's basically because he removed a god from his head. Mm. And so the shock to his body, his body couldn't contain itself anymore. And so he had to be reborn as the Nephilim to be able to stabilize again. I talked to Brent about it outside okay. the game. Where's my new powers? <laughs> <laughs> You'll get them. I got them. Don't worry. What if I need him now? You might, actually. Uh, here, I'll pull up the document while you guys want to chat about what you're going to do, because this is up to you. Well, I think Oridon and I are still completely fucked up, right? At least. Your, no, your wounds were healed from Kalsar's uh, village. They, they had healed you guys up. Okay. Yeah, Ronnie, uh, there's just there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. I was just kind of waiting for someone to explain it to me. Um, 
doesn't look like they want to. I guess I don't care that much. You never usually do. I mean, what was the last time Ronnie has ever cared about anything? It never did back then. He doesn't even care about his own fucking kid. You all barrel out of a portal. Kalsar's like completely changed and everything. Like, hey, Ronnie. Yeah, so anyways. I'm just going to say, Ronnie, we have to hop through another portal. No time to explain. Uh, another, uh, another one. Okay. Um, it needs to be the last one. Or, okay, that's good. Because otherwise the port... <laughs> no, 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 just because many. the portals, they, they close after you, you enter them. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep, it's got a portal. You're just too unstable. Uh, okay, let's go. Okay. Where are we going? <laughs> We're going to the purple mage. Okay. Uh, yeah, the tower is right there if you want to go knock. Yeah. Bordon's been here like a hundred times for his training. All right, let's... Let's head out. Let's go to the purple mage. Arnie, I'll tell you everything later. There's no time. That sounds good. Uh. <laughs> There's never time. <laughs> you never give us time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, basically, T- TLDR, I went back to my home, uh, found out the truth about my family, I died, and then I got rid of the god in my head. All right, let's go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't really understand any of that, but all right. Sure, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's get out of here. Yeah. Basically, I'm not possessed by an elder god anymore. I uh, We we kill him. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was was Yggditha an elder god to begin with? Yes, but Yggditha got weakened by Matthews. Mm. Matthews poisoned him, basically, and weakened him by killing all his followers and forced Yggditha to go into Kelsar. You get up to this large door that is uh, right in front of this tower. This ivory tower spans high up into the sky. Glowing purple can be seen uh, throughout the area. It's just this... Actually, it's a brighter glow since this massive shockwave came through. You see, like, the odd brick and piece of this tower actually got blown off. And this tower is obviously the tower of a very powerful mage, so that's saying something about the shockwave. You go and, like, you're about to knock, and the door opens. And there's already a bunch of armed guards that are about to come out of there, and they all, like, they they almost run into you, and they're like, Whoa! And they're all looking, and, uh, Bordon, you see Malik is there, looking over at you. Bordon! Did, did you see the sky? What happened? Magic happened. Yeah. I mean... It's the end times. Do you think so? Because I've been doing like super great so far. I think and the world is like a lot safer now. So I wouldn't <laughs> say like it's the end times. I think we're cool. If you think so, I mean, giant tendrils came out of the sky and smashed down into the east. And I don't even know if it's there anymore. They're not. Yeah, honestly, Bardon, I wouldn't say that's a step up. <laughs> I, I would say that's a lateral move at best. Sorry, uh, we have to go uh, over to the Sanctuary and see if we can help anybody. Uh, were you here to see the Purple Mage? Yes. Uh, you you know the drill. It's over there is the, the stone to stand on, and it'll take you to his quarters. He's just busy uh, scrying and communicating with a few people. We must hurry back. Well, Godspeed. 
they nod to you and just a number of these armed people just come marching out of here, like at least 30 people. And you see they're taking these boats over uh, to Sanctuary, which is like maybe a, a five minute like row. You see inside this area, because the three of you had not been here, the tower looks far larger than it should be. There are lines of bookcases. You see there's an actual stream flowing through here. Beautiful soft music is being played. As you see, there are even trees growing inside here, birds flitting from each one. And there's a glowing platform in the center of this room. I think we should take, like, the elevator. Let's go. Let's just... Step on that glowing stone and go up. So you you step on it, guys. Uh, start feeling this energy glow around you, and you suddenly just like drop maybe half a foot, and you're standing in what appears to be a large study. Books are knocked over. There's like vases smashed on the ground. There's a scrying orb that has been absolutely shattered on the floor. There is a frazzled-looking elderly man in purple robes. He has a head wound as blood is trickling down his face, and he's quickly poring over a number of books that are out on this table, and he barely glances up at all of you and looks back down. Bordon! Yes! Uh, do, uh, what is it? We need your help to get to to the astral plane. How, how, how does the... Can I just interrupt? How does the purple age look? Like He looks like he's really hurt, right? He looks like he definitely has a serious head wound, like he must have fell and smacked his head on a table or something. Like, it looks painful. I'm gonna cast Cure Wounds on him. I mean, I was going to do <laughs> Taking his fucking thunder. <laughs> but sure! Yeah, go, go ahead, Boradon! I mean, uh, uh, your move. He only knows how to do the one thing. You gotta let him do his thing. I mean, the only thing that I do is just, like, <laughs> using Guiding Bolt every single turn. Sounds you have cool. freaking... You're a freaking JoJo, Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, you have a stand. Oh, yeah, yeah there's the stands too. The strongest, <laughs> yeah, the strongest spell ever. So, Kalasar, you go up to the purple mage. This energy flows through your hand. And you see, like, it, it pulses into him, and you actually heal him for what seems to be more than you would have normally done. You see, like, this positive energy, and you all see, like, one of, like, Kelsar's white eye, like, flares up as this positive energy is flowing through him. You see his head wound disappear. I take this grindstone, and then I'll just rebuild it uh, with my... that spell. Oh, the one where you can turn time back? Like, uh, you know. Yeah, just like to... Yeah. Yeah, repair it. So you see as Bordon sort of crouches down and holds out his hands, and you watch as all the little pieces of shards of glass form slowly back as Bordon, for the first time, uses this ability <laughs> that I gave him in the third or <laughs> third arc, and it forms back into this sphere. And it looks like it's not even damaged. Even the stand goes back up, and it's just standing there on top of it. But now, when you say stand, do you mean like... No, no, there isn't There isn't a very muscular man holding this orb. It's just an orb. <laughs> the purple mage looks up and goes, I always forget about your abilities, Bordon. That, thank you very much. That orb was incredibly expensive. Oh, don't mention it. You were saying you wanted to go to the astral plane? 
correct. What what business do you have on the astral plane? Well, we we need to to help uh, MZ, which is our friend, and he's all he's like a Githyanki, and he's the prince of the Githyanki. We need to help him. He like puts his book down and just looks up. Who are you people? <laughs> right. The prince of the Githyanki. He's not even the only prince in our party. <laughs> I, I know. I know Bordon's a prince. Are any of you princes? I'm the last Nephilim. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> we make some last you, samurai references. You're a what? <laughs> he takes a seat. It doesn't matter. He had magical healing because he needs oh. a minute. So, like, I healed him. I don't even get a thanks. I'm just like, I did say thank you. <laughs> Alright, um... It... You, um, sparkly man, is there anything magical I need to know about? Uh, oh god, where do we start? Oh, no. no. <laughs> He's literally the essence of chaos. No. No, I'm I'm just normal guy. That's okay. <laughs> okay, and, and you, I, I imagine you're Draxir. Didn't know you had a mechanical arm. Yes, that's fairly recent. Oh, Okay. Um, alright, yes, now I can direct you. So I imagine you're you're wanting to go to Tul Narath. It's the Githyanki's main city. Yes. Prince. <laughs> you, now I want to warn you, the Githyanki queen is not kind. Yeah, but we, we, we've dealt with that kind of stuff for a while, so. I mean, that, that's what we're expecting, I think. Yeah, uh, we, we heard she's kind of a, kind of a Karen. <laughs> Yeah, except she is the manager. Ah, the, I feel like she's Karen's daytime manager, <laughs> is what Ooh. she is. Yeah, I don't think we're ready for this. <laughs> I, if it comes, if push comes to shove, do not shove. Just let them push, because she's powerful, and she has a lot. Of, she has red dragons, so be careful. We Ooh. never fought red dragons. Never fought dragons at all. I mean, we did kind of just kill a god, so... I sent you through a dungeon, so I mean, I'm halfway there. <laughs> uh, to be fair, we, we did kill a god, so I mean... Uh, we, we can god. I mean, it wasn't <sighs> even us, right? I mean, it was <laughs> like the, the god yeah. spirit spell, spirit guardian. <laughs> they did most of the job. <laughs> I mean... Well, just, just get your stand out again. Uh, okay, we're gonna need components. I don't have the components for that large of a portal. Um... Oh no, no, we, we, I think we have everything that we need. I detach my bracer and I'm just like, here you go. Oh wow. Uh, this, this will do the trick. Okay, I, I'm actually gonna go ahead and put it back on you, cause uh, you do need to come back. Yeah, fair. So fair, uh... fair enough. Fair enough. You can fit so many portals in this bad boy right here. <laughs> yeah, it slaps the hood. It's got trunk space. I'm going to help focus the magic of this bracer. Kelsar, I will need your assistance as you will be the one activating this item. Are you sure you're all done here in Sanctuary? Because when this happens, I don't know how it's going to go. Do you mean, like, is there a chance for it to, like, fail? I, I don't think this will fail. I just think you might... It might take you a minute to get back. Uh, the astral plane is strange as far as time's concerned. But if you're all ready to go, I can I can send you off. 
Okay, now does anybody need to go to the bathroom before we go? Because if I don't want to be halfway through it, and then someone's going, Oh, I gotta pee, and then, you know, we gotta stop. I don't think we actually went to the bathroom, or, you know, took a bath. This entire campaign. Um, adventure. You have taken baths, and I think one time Ronnie went to the washroom. Okay. Oh, okay. In like the last year. <laughs> yes, he went once. <laughs> so I asked uh, the purple mage if he has something to, to, you know, like help us in the like astral plane, like maybe a compass. I don't know, like something for like to help us navigate, you know, either like the city or even like the like the plane itself. I yes, I might have something. He sort of like looks through a bunch of stuff. He pulls out this paper, which causes a stack of books to fall. Uh, this is a scroll... I pick up the books. Oh, thank you. This is a scroll of Locate Person. It should help you pinpoint where MZ is in that city, because it's a big city. You'll have to look around. So this should make that a lot easier. Thank you. Be careful that visitors are allowed in Tulnaroth, but they're they're pretty heavy on things like paperwork and rules, so don't be too chaotic there. They're very strict. <coughs> Ronnie, <coughs> Ronnie. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Do we need like some sort of a? I mean, I, I don't even know if I actually knew about like a passport. They do have papers mm. you have to sign. I imagine MZ can help if uh, you do run into him, or if anything, you just tell a guard that you need to fill out registration forms <laughs> or something. I'm I'm sure they'll help you. They they enjoy this sort of thing, strangely enough. MZ, what do I gotta do to get a green card? <laughs> <laughs> you got 90 days to get married. <laughs> Here's what you gotta do. <laughs> Alright. So, Kelsar, focus on that bracelet, if you can. Okay. Now, think of your friend. And he starts casting a spell. You see these images start floating around you. You see this massive, uh, almost decomposing stone body that's floating in this misty space. The skies are this beautiful purple mixed with yellows and oranges. You start zooming in towards this body, and you see closer to the chest and head, there's a grand city upon this floating corpse of this dead god. You see a very gothic-looking architecture. A lot of spikes and gargoyles and tall spires are looming up. You see all over there are images of the Githyanki people just wandering around. Every so often you see a red dragon and you feel this energy just vibrating around all of you. As suddenly you feel yourselves hurtling forward, you are sailing through these gray clouds that seem to coat around this area. You pass through it, you see this large tower spire. Uh, it just like cuts through the clouds, you hear the sound of a horn echoing out. As you watch scores of Githyanki soldiers march out of portals, these large, very advanced portal works, it looks like multiple rings are swirling around one another, and these soldiers just march out of them. You see these dragons roar out in just like this challenge almost as they fly overhead shooting bouts of fire as the Githyanki soldiers cheer as they come marching in. 
you see that there have been banners that have been set up, almost like they're getting ready for some kind of festivity. You feel yourselves hurtling faster and faster towards the ground. Unlike most portals that you were used to dealing with, you're used to just kind of used to popping through. And you look as you're getting closer to what appears to be this large castle. Multiple sections of it loom over this city. You see it's more in the city center. There are these like spiked roofs that are reaching high into the sky. And you feel yourselves smashing down into the courtyard. You don't take any damage, but you definitely feel like getting jarred down. And this vibration pulses through your body as the stone around you erupts and smashes out. Horns are sounded off as Githyanki soldiers are pouring out of the castle. Emzy, you look out the window. A loud explosion just happened as you look out your brother's window and you see a dwarf with golden arms looking wildly about. <laughs> you see... I'll just, you know, like, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm okay. Smile and wave. You see them all kind of like getting back up. Draxir's there, you see he, this large dragonborn with his mechanical arm. He has a, a bundle which must be Uhtred in pieces still. <laughs> you see Ronnie is kind of like dazed, stumbling back, his gold suit glimmering from the different lights. And Kelsar, who looks a little different, a little stronger, as his tail is lashing back and forth as he seems disoriented as scores of Githyanki soldiers swirl about them. Uh, I'm not used to this tale yet. Jesus Christ. <sighs> and your brother looks over at you. This may be the distraction that you needed. Um, it's, uh... I don't know who these fools are who would just smash into the, the <laughs> castle courtyard, but this is perfect. These are the people I've been traveling with. These these reckless adventurers <laughs> were out there. Reckless. Well, Emzy, what are you going to do? Are you going to... Are you going to go down to these people? Or are you going to go down to the dragon's den like you were supposed to? I'm, I'm going to get them quickly and then and then we'll go to the dragon's den. You're, you're going to quickly go through the... Okay. <laughs> right. You still have the stone, the white stone. You wrapped it up in a cloth and you kind of like oh, have yeah. it on your person because you didn't trust him with it. Mm-hmm. So you kind of feel it thrumming on your side. The stone is humming right now? It You feel it kind of like vibrating. You like have it in like a side satchel. I'll take a look at it quickly. You take this stone out of your pocket and you kind of unwrap it a little bit. And you see that it is giving off like a soft white glow. And much like before when you're holding it, it feels good. You feel loved. You feel calm while holding the stone. No, keep it wrapped up. Put it back in my pocket. The stone is reacting. I can use it, MZ. No, and then I bolt out of the room and I, uh, I'll make my way down to the guys. You four are standing there as like your ears are ringing, your senses are coming back to you. You're kind of like, I'm good, I'm good. You're kind of saying to one another as you're looking at the rubble of the courtyard. Uh, Kelsar, you see that all three gems in your bracer have just become this dull red. That crap. You look at all these Githyanki swarming about. They have these silver blades that are out pointing towards you. 
and one Githyanki comes out wearing this very regal armor, these gems encrusted upon it, and he seems a little larger than the rest of them. He looks at all of you. What is the meaning of this? Who are all you people? What do you mean, you people? <laughs> oh, come on, Kelton. <laughs> <sighs> the fourth time you do the same <laughs> joke. You finally got to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. We are here for Roni. We are looking for her. It's not Ronnie. I am the... Why? I can't get like... We do not have Ronnie here. <laughs> okay, I'll... I'll... Now, I, we're looking for MZ. Yeah. They're like basically the same person. Hmm? Yeah, no. <laughs> How do you know Prince MZ? We have been traveling together. Should I be saying that? <laughs> Talk! <laughs> Everything is fine. This female Githyanki comes out, and she shoves the guy to the side. She, too, is wearing very ornate armor. She has a large silver blade on her back. She looks at all of you. You're the ones who traveled with my brother. Correct. I see. Come with us. My mother will want to talk to you. Who the H-E double fuck are you? (laughs) I am MZ's sister. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Look, sorry, it's the dem- demonic part of me. Okay, it's, you know, I'm getting used to it. Just, uh, like, you know. also, there's no unhinged. <laughs> I mean. it, it's the it's, it's demonic <laughs> part of me, okay? It's, you know, I'm, I'm getting used to it, right? So, you know, I, I'm sorry. Sorry for the outburst. You see more soldiers are coming out. A lot of people are positioned, but as... You're being led by MZ's sister. You see they're they're parting very evenly to let you go through, but all of them are still heavily armed and uh, watching you cautiously. She begins to lead you towards the castle as you see MZ, almost out of breath, is coming, running out the front door of the castle. MZ! Brother, it looks like your friends are here. As soon as I see her... I like stop dead in my tracks so that there's quite a bit of distance and I'm just sort of like hand on the silver sword that I was given. Oh remember the silver sword went into your body so like you have it as like a part of you. Oh right yeah 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 sorry yeah. I stand in a position then that's like maybe the guys would recognize and that's uh, you know like for my swords to come out. And I just kind of stand there looking at them. Do you not want to greet your friends? Mother will wish to talk with them. Come with me. And I I trust MZ more than this crazy lady. Yeah. Where are you taking them, MZ? We must bring them to Mother. They know about this shining god as well. We need them. Of course they do. I told everyone that we've been fighting them. They're coming with me. Where are you going? Where are you taking them? Aerith, stand down. They are coming with me. You want to do an intimidation? Yeah, I'll give that a try. Uh, (laughs) two. (laughs) (laughs) She marches up to you, and she's a little larger than you. Mm -hmm. You know that she has quite a bit of experience under her belt. I'm not scared of a princeling that has just arrived after being gone for so long. Just because you spent some time on Abir Toral and you fought some things does not 
make you my superior, MZ. They are coming to see Mother. Hey, you can't talk to my friend like that. You are an intruder, and you will speak with the Queen. <sighs> they're a guest, and they're coming with me, and I take a step forward towards her. Okay. What's your AC? Uh, 16. So you take 12 points of damage as, in like the blink of an eye, she comes up to you, and she just brings a fist up to your gut. You watch as this lifts Emzy off the ground a little, and he comes back to him to the ground. Emzy! You feel that stone vibrate even more now. You also feel the pouch that you were given by that person you talked to on the roof. Mm -hmm. You feel it move a bit as well on your other side. Okay, yeah. I'll give it right back to her. Okay. Oh, fuck. This roller does not like me today. <laughs> I got a one. <laughs> oh. Yes! <laughs> How fitting. You go in to go give her a hit to return the favor. She slaps your hand out of the side and then just backhands you. You just fall back onto your ass. You only take two points of damage, but it just, like, kind of catches you off guard. You are three centuries too early, princeling. And it, you now hear the heavy, resounding footsteps. The five of you look over to see this pit fiend, 12 feet tall, marching through the castle. And in this booming voice, you hear, Brother. Why are you fighting with our sister? Who are these people? What will he say? I'm not saying it this time. <laughs> They're my guests, and she's trying to take them to mother. Did, did we actually team up with, like, the weakest of, like, the brothers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you did. This guy's sort of, like, <laughs> tall and strong. <laughs> You know, like, what a pit fiend looks like? Pit fiends basically looks like the Balrog, except a lot smaller. Like, he's still, like, 11, 12 feet tall, but he, he looks scary as shit. I don't know what 12 feet means, so I'll have <laughs> to figure out. <laughs> it's like two of me. I only, okay, I, I only know, yeah. like, centimeters and meters. Yeah, yeah okay, so 3.65. Uh, okay. Think of him, like, he's, like, 3.5 yeah. meters or so, like... So he's, he's pretty damn tall. And uh, these soldiers are all kind of like, they're laughing a little bit. They're, you know, they're... Because it's just two of the royalty are, you know, fighting each other. One's attempting to fight the other one. <laughs> <laughs> they're all just, like, watching as MZ is uh, getting taught something. You hear the sound, MZ, this sound has traveled through your childhood and always brought chills up your spine. This clack of a staff, the sound of the shoes walking on the cobblestone, the raspy breath that comes with it. You hear your mother approaching. She's not here yet, but you hear that she's on her way. Um, okay, so all like Bordon, Kelsar, Ronnie, uh, Draxir all have those tethers, right? Yep. You, you can kind of see them right now. I'm going to get up, and I'm going to dash at Borodon. Okay. And I'm going to attempt to cut his tether. Roll me a hit. So as he running towards me, I just try to protect myself? 
I don't know what he's going to do, but I mean, <laughs> just you know. You see, he's running, and you watch as this silver actually mixes with the mm -hmm. blue. Okay. <laughs> in his veins. Thirteen. So you dash forward, your sister tries to grab you, and you just manage to duck under her as this blade appears out of Emzy's hand. You see it's the red blood, but you see the blue glow that he's recently gained, and now this new silver that forms through it. You see it vibrate really fast as he swings it right near Bordon, and Bordon, for a second, it looks like it's about to hit you, and then it goes right behind you, and you feel this snip. And you can almost audibly hear a snip sound mm -hmm. as you feel yourself suddenly getting pulled really fast. You all watch as Bordon just, it's almost like an elastic band, like he just Whoa! goes flinging back. <laughs> Bordon, you are sailing through the stars, you are going flying. Once more we split the party, Bordon is hurtling through space. You come, you see suddenly Abir Toral, it's quickly coming towards you. You pass by the moons that are floating around it. You uh, are going towards the Sword Coast. You watch as the imagery of Sanctuary is coming closer and closer. You're like, not again! <laughs> and you smash into this cobblestone street. Once more, you're fine. The energies around you I'm protected fine. you, but they're just like smashed up. You guys hit over the melon cart again, and the melons are just like everywhere. But in boarding, you're just laying there, like stunned again, like you just got your senses back, and then you're like again, you're like, oh, I'm sorry. So I, I vomit a little bit. I'm not, I'm not getting used to it. So TI four two six. You were setting up your spot on top of this area. And just as you suddenly, your sensors were picking up what you wanted. And then it went away. And then it came back at an alarming speed. <laughs> and you watch as a dwarf. You've never seen this before. It's not in any of Mechanus's records. But you watch as a dwarf hurtles through the air at an alarming speed and smashes down into a street and stones go everywhere. What would you like to do? And then, of course, I'm just like, I'm fine, I'm <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> you, you see his face is in the <laughs> cement, and it's like, he just got a thumbs up in here. Does this dwarf have golden arms? He does. He's actually holding one up in a thumbs up <laughs> position. Initializing. <laughs> and I sprint across this rooftop that I have put myself on and get to the edge, looking down into the street where this dwarf is headfirst into the concrete. Mm -hmm. And then I cast Zephyr Strike on myself, and my right arm stretches out forward, completely straight, aiming at the dwarf. A whole load of gears and circuitry and wires start popping up out of the arm all the way down. And then finally, a large silver bolt comes into a loaded position and I fire what was that 
I believe something crashed into the courtyard. What could possibly have dared to crash into the courtyard of the Gith Yankee Queen? Let us go investigate this. You go ahead. I will catch up. Very well, Mother. That's weird. I can't scry on Emsie, but now I can scry on Narmak. Why is that? I always assumed it was because Narmak was using some sort of warlock magic for his own privacy, but I know I can see Narmak just fine. What is it you two are planning, my sons? What is it you have on you that's stopping me from looking? Powerful ancient magic. Interesting. Seems I have to keep a closer eye on my children. No matter. The ritual is almost complete. I should go check on what's happening with these intruders, though. Oh, poor Borodon. <laughs> that was pretty rough. Smashing face first into concrete twice and then getting getting attacked by a killer robot. And uh, classic Death Shift style. They're just cruising on it. Oh, this is a, an ancient gift Yankee city with a very powerful gift queen. Might as well use this artifact we know very little about. Woo! Oh, that was good. Oh, what? fun death shift is. I really hope things go well, though, because as we all know, that Gith Yankee Queen does not really like to mess around. Alright, travelers, I do hope you've been enjoying the tales. Remember, if you want to leave us your uh, your thoughts or your, your nice nice words, you can head on over to the Atunes, or if you don't like downloading the Atunes because it's clunky, you can go over to the Podchaser. That's podchaser.com also, we have a Patreon if you are interested in fun, all sorts of extra ballad goodies. We have audio dramas, one-shots, you name it. Head on over. It's only $1 a month or more. Whatever you want to pay, it's all completely up to you. It's all one single tier. You get everything, and it's up to you what you want to pay. And if you want some sweet ballad merch... Head on over to our store. We got it all, baby. We got Death Shift shirts. We got Battle of the Seven Dice shirts. We got everything. Go check it out. All right, travelers. I'm actually going to go out and sit with Michael outside because, you know what? He's right. It is a nice day outside. I bid you all adieu. <laughs> Hey listeners, my name is Dave Cole and I'm the Dungeon Master and host of a Dungeons and Dragons podcast called Ah, wait, Dave, say no more. They'll be enchanted by one of my songs and then they'll be hooked. No, they want to hear about how we slay great beasts. No, they want to hear about magic and sorcery and spellcasting. They will listen for the story, the rich history, the lore, 
or we can just roll the dice and let fate decide. You're right. If you haven't listened to The Four Orbs yet, find us at www.fourorbs.org or whatever podcast app you use. 